Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 7. This is Indra offends his spiritual master Brahaspati. Maharaj Parikshit inquired from Sukhdev Goswami, O great sage, why did the spiritual master of the demigods, Brahaspati, reject the demigods who are his own disciples? What offense did the demigods commit against their spiritual master? Please describe to me this incident. Sukhdev Goswami said, O king, once upon a time, the king of the heavens, Indra, being extremely proud because of his great opulence of the three worlds, transgressed the laws of the Vedic etiquette. Seated on his throne, he was surrounded by the Maruts, Vasus, Rudras, Adityas, Ribhus, Vishwadevas, Sadhyas, Ashwini Kumar, Siddhas, Charanas and the Gandharvas and by great saintly persons. Also surrounding him were Vidyadharas, Apsaras, Kinnaras, Patagas, Urugas. All of them were offering Indra their respect and services. And the Apsaras and the Gandharvas were dancing and singing very, very sweet musical instru- with very sweet musical instruments. Over Indra's head was a white umbrella as effulgent as the full moon, fanned by the yak tail wigs and served with all the paraphernalia of a great king, Indra was sitting with his wife Sachi Devi, who occupied half the throne when the great sage Brahaspati appeared in the assembly. Brahaspati, the best of the sages, was the spiritual master of Indra and the demigods and was respected by the demigods and the demons alike. Nevertheless, although Indra saw his spiritual master before him, he did not rise from his own seat to offer a seat to his spiritual master. Nor did Indra offer him a respectful welcome. Indra did nothing to show him respect. Uh, there are two masters which are there. One is for the demigods and one is for the, the demons. The demons, demigods, uh, both have their spiritual teachers. The spiritual teacher of the gods is Brahaspati, while of the demigods it is Shukracharya. Of, of the uh, Demons, it is Shukracharya. So, as the story goes, he he was visiting his disciple, but what happens is he was not given any respect. So, when the spiritual master is coming in, it is important for the devotees or the students to rise up and welcome the teacher. Brahaspati knew everything that would happen in the future. Seeing Indra's transgression of etiquette, he completely understood that Indra had puffed up by his material opulence. Although able to curse Indra, he did not do so. Instead, he left the assembly and in silence returned to his home. Indra, the king of heavens, could immediately understand his mistake. Realizing that he has disrespected the spiritual master, he condemned himself in the presence of all the members of the assembly. Alas, what a regrettable deed I have committed because of lack of intelligence and my pride in my material opulence. I failed to show respect to my spiritual master when he entered this assembly and thus I have insulted him. Although I am the king of the demigods who are situated in the mode of goodness, I was proud of a little opulence and polluted by the false ego. Under the circumstances, who in this world would accept such riches, uh, riches at the risk of falling down? Alas, I condemn my wealth 
and opulence. If a person says, one who is situated on the exalted throne of a king should not stand up to show respect to another king or a brahmana, it is understood that he does not know the superior religious principles. These are basic etiquettes as well, you know. Etiquettes is, we have been taught that if there are elders, when they come in front of us, we are supposed to at least go and touch their feet or bow down to them or at least pay respects to them. It is a basic etiquette. Uh, but it is also mentioned in our Puranas and our scriptures that this is a kind of respect that is to be given. Leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction are in effect boarding a stone boat and so too are those who blindly follow them. A stone boat would be unable to float and would sink in the water with its passengers. Similarly, those who mislead people go to hell and their followers go with them. So, even if Indra did not get up, at least it is the duty of all his other demigods to pay respect to the master. If one is not doing, it does not mean that the other person is not supposed to do. See, it is important that respect is to be given to the spiritual master. It is because of the spiritual master you are gaining a lot of spiritual knowledge and your will. And that is the reason why it is important to pay respect. So you have to rise up. See, even when, uh, even in the movies, we rise up for the national anthem. Sometimes they play the national anthem and you rise up and you stand. It might be inside a song also. So, uh, you know, you still rise. But here, it is not the spiritual master. It is, it is not a, some uh, state or something like that. Or a national anthem. It is a spiritual master and it is very, very important that you rise. King Indra said, therefore, with great frankness and without duplicity, I shall now bow my head at the lotus feet of Brahaspati, the spiritual master of the demigods. Because he is in the mode of goodness, that is Sattva, he is fully aware of all the knowledge and is the best of the Brahmanas. Now I shall touch his lotus feet and offer my obeisance unto him to try to satisfy him. While Indra, the king of the demigods, thought in his way and repented in his own assembly, Brahaspati, the most powerful spiritual master understood his mind. Thus he became invisible to Indra and left home. For Brahaspati was spiritually more powerful than King Indra. Although Indra searched vigorously with the assistance of other demigods, he could not find Brahaspati. Then Indra thought, Alas, my spiritual master has become dissatisfied with me and now I have no means of achieving good fortune. Although Indra was surrounded by demigods, he could not find peace of mind. Hearing of the pitiable condition of King Indra, the demons, following the instructions of their Guru Shukracharya, equipped themselves with weapons and declared war, war against the demigods. So, so the demons come to know that now Indra has insulted his teacher, now he will have no power left in his world. So naturally all the demons are getting ready to wage a war against Indra. The demigods head, thigh and arms and other parts of their bodies were injured by the sharp arrows of the demons. The, demon, the demigods headed by Indra saw no other course than to immediately approach Lord Brahma with bowed head for shelter and proper instructions. When the most powerful Lord Brahma saw the demigods coming towards him, their bodies gravely injured by the arrows of the demons, he pacified them with great causeless mercy and spoke as follows. Lord Brahma said, 
or best of the demigods. Unfortunately, because of madness resulting from your material opulence, you failed to receive Brahaspati properly. And when he came to your assembly, because he is aware of the Supreme Brahma and fully in control of his senses, he is the best of the Brahmanas. Therefore, it is very astonishing that you have acted impudently towards him. Because of your misbehavior towards Brahaspati, you have been defeated by the demons. My dear demigods, since the demons are weak, were weak, having been defeated by you several times, how else could you, who are so advanced in opulence, be defeated by them? O Indra, your enemies, the demons, were extremely weak because of their disrespect towards Shukracharya. But since they have now worshipped Shukracharya with great devotion, they have again become powerful. By their devotion to Shukracharya, they have increased their strength so much that now they are even able to easily seize my abode from me. Because of the firm determination to follow the instructions of Shukracharya, his disciples, the demons, are now unconcerned about the demigods. In fact, kings or others who have determined faith in the mercy of Brahmanas, cows and the Supreme Personality of God Krishna and who always worships these three are always strong in their position. O demigods, I instruct you to approach Vishwarupa, the son of Tvastha, and accept him as your guru. He is pure and very powerful Brahmana, undergoing austerities and penances. Pleased by your worship, he will fulfill, fulfill your desires, provided that you tolerate his being inclined to the side with the demons. So now they are going to approach another person. It is mentioned that these are the things that could you know, affect the whole system. One is those who are cows, Krishna or the Brahmanas. Those who worship the cows also and they are on the religious path. These people are powerful enough to ward any of the problems. Srila Sukhdeva Goswami continued, Thus advised by Lord Brahma and relieved of their anxiety, all the demigods went to sage Vishwarupa, the son of Tvasta. My dear king, they embraced him and spoke as follows. The demigods said, Beloved Vishwarupa, may there be all good fortune for you. We the demigods have come to your ashrama as your guests. Please try to fulfill our desires according to the time, since we are on the level of your parents. O Brahmana, the highest duty of a son, even though he has sons of his own, is to serve his parents and what to speak of a son who is a Brahmachari. The Acharyas, the spiritual masters who teach all the Vedic knowledge and give initiation by offering the sacred thread, is the personification of the Vedas. Similarly, a father personifies Lord Brahma, a brother King Indra, a mother the planet Earth and the sister Mercy. A great a guest personifies religious principles as invited guest person personifies the demigods Agni. All living entities personify Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Dear son, we have been defeated by our enemies and therefore we are very much aggrieved. Please mercifully Fulfill our desires and relieving our distress through the strength of your austerities. Please fulfill our prayers. Since you are completely aware of the Supreme Brahma, you are a perfect Brahmana and therefore you are the spiritual master in all orders of life. We accept you as your as our spiritual master and director so that by the power of your austerity we may easily defeat the enemies who have conquered us. The demigods continue, do not fear criticism for being younger than us. Such etiquette does not apply in regards to Vedic mantras. 
Except in relationship to Vedic mantras, seniority is determined by age and one may offer respectful obeisance even unto a younger person who is advanced in chanting Vedic mantras. Therefore, although you are junior in relationship to us, you may become our priest without hesitation. Subdev Goswami continued, when all the demigods requested the great Vishwarupa to, to be their priest, Vishwarupa, who was advanced in austerities, was very pleased. He replied to them as follows. Sri Vishwarupa said, O demigods, although the acceptance of priesthood is decried as causing the loss of previously acquired Brahmanical powers, how can someone like me refuse to accept your personal request? You are all exalted commanders of the entire universe. I am your disciple and, mu- and may take and must take many lessons from you. Therefore, I cannot refuse you. I must agree for my own benefit. So, Vishwarupa is agreeing to be the leader of the all the demigods as a, as a spiritual master. Who exalted governors of various planets? The true Brahmana, who has no material possessions, maintains himself by profession of accepting Silon Chana. In other words, he picks up grain left in the field and on the ground in the wholesale marketplace. By this means, householders, Brahmanas who actually abide by the principles of austerity and penance maintain themselves and their families and perform all pious activities. A Brahmana who is desired who desires to achieve happiness by gaining wealth through professional priesthood must certainly have a very low mind. How shall I accept such priesthood? All of you are my superiors. Therefore, although accepting priesthood is sometimes reproachable, I cannot refuse even a small request from you. I agree to be your priest. I shall fulfill your request by dedicating my life and possessions. Sri Sukhdev Goswami continued, O King, after making the promise to the demigods, the exalted Vishwarupa surrounded the demigods, performed the necessary priestly activities with great enthusiasm and attention. The opulence of the demons, or generally known as the enemies of the demigods, was protected by the talents and tactics by Shukracharya, of Shukracharya. But Vishwarupa, who was more powerful, composed a protective prayer known as Nara and Kavacha. By this intelligent mantra, he took away the opulence of the demons and gave it to Mahendra, the king of heaven. Vishwarupa, who was most liberal, spoke to King Indra, Sahasrika, the secret hymn that protected Indra and conquered the military power of the demons. Now this is, it's a story. In the story it is mentioned that the spiritual master needs to be respected. If there is no respect given to the spiritual master, then what happens is you lose the opulences that are there. That means all the things that you have gathered over a period of time, you lose them. And the demons can conquer you. That means all the evil stuff in this world can can overcome you. And you will lose your prominence in this world. See, you will find that when such a type of a thing, you will think that maybe, you know, your riches will go. Or maybe you will lose your position in this material world. No, that is not what happens. Riches are not connected to the domains Riches are basically, now think about it, riches are controlled by a demon. The Kubeir, isn't it? You will find that even another part of the riches is controlled, which is money, matters of money are controlled by the daughter of a demon called Lakshmi. Now, 
you will wonder how lakshmi became the daughter of a demon yes in one of the episodes she is one of the demons daughters so you will find that these riches may not go because now you are siding with the demons your riches will definitely improve no doubt about it <laughs> your material position may also grow but what happens is your spiritual growth that is there is stunted that means everything that you had learned in all your previous lives which was supposed to have given you the spiritual growth that you start losing which means that in the next time next time in your life when you want to meet your guru so that you can carry on that particular spiritual growth it may take a few couple of you know thousands of lives that you may have to you know it is like you have taken a back seat in that that could happen so there is no way of knowing exactly how this thing is going to affect you but what in this particular story it is mentioned that the demons have taken charge of the kingdom of the gods that is the demigods so it also means that you are affected it may so happen that you may have the material opulences but the gods which are responsible for maintaining your entire universe which is what was mentioned you know the thing the thing which is maintaining your universe that means your entire body you may have deterioration in that the body can deteriorate the mind which is the indra's abode can completely get destroyed you will have all evil thoughts coming in your mind you will start talking all sorts of nonsensical stuff you will have a lot of depression you see rich people are very much depressed you know that very well <laughs> they are depressed because they don't know what to do with the money you will find that just yesterday also on very great uh, enterprise suddenly collapsed how because they they were sending that spacex rocket you know what happened it exploded and it fell down and there billions of billions of dollars are lost over there now what would happen definitely you will say they might have insured but basically isn't it a loss of many many years many uh, years that uh, research which has gone into it isn't it the same thing which happened when the other um, uh, you know rocket blew up they were using the russian uh, booster rocket in that now it may definitely say you know that there is definitely going to be some sort of a setback what is the setback that is left to you to understand anyway now let us continue what happens is they have gone to this the demigods because they have lost their opulence they have gone to brahma ji brahma ji says that since your teacher has disappeared he is he is completely you know become invisible so yeah we'll have to find you somebody who will take charge at that point in time so they find prastha's son right who was doing penance as a as a brahmana to take charge of these demigods so that they can perform all the yagyas that are necessary he becomes their priest and what he teaches them is a very very important thing which is called the narayan kavacha it is a protective thing it's like a protection it is offering protection even to human beings if you say the narayan kavacha it is nothing but a protective shield around a human being so they, now we are going to chapter 8 of uh, canto 6 shrimad bhagavatam he says the narayan kavacha shield 
King Parikshit inquired from Sukhdev Goswami, My Lord, kindly explain the Vishnu Mantra armor that protected King Indra and enabled him to conquer his enemies along with their carriers and enjoy the opulence of the three worlds. Please explain to me the Narayana armor by which King Indra achieved success in battle, conquering the enemies who were endeavoring to kill him. Sri Sukhdev Goswami continued, King Indra, the leader of the demigods, inquired about the armor known as Narayan Kavach from Vishwaru, who was engaged by the demigods as their priests. Please hear Vishwaru's reply with great attention. Vishwaru said, If some form of fear arrives, one should first wash his hands and legs clean and then perform Achamana by chanting this mantra. Om Apavitraya Pavitro I, I don't want to go into all these things. So I will just tell you what is the English translation of this. One should touch Kusa grass and sit gravely and silently facing north. Maybe I should say the mantra. So if there is some sort of a fear that will also go away. What? So, it says Om Pavitra Pavitro Va Sarva Vastam Gato Piva Ya Smaret Pundarika Ksham Sa Bahaya Bhayantara Suchi Shri Vishnu Shri Vishnu Shri Vishnu Okay, it's quite a big one, quite a mouthful, isn't it? Hmm. When completely purified, one should touch the mantra composed of eight syllables to the eight parts of the body and touch the mantra composed of twelve syllables to his hands. Thus, in the following manner, he should bind himself with the Narayan coat of armor. First, while chanting the mantra composed of eight syllables, that is the first three words, that is Om Namo Narayana, beginning with the Pranava, the syllable Om, one should touch his hands to eight parts of the body starting with the two feet and progressing systematically to the knees, thighs, abdomen, heart, chest, mouth and heads. Then one should chant the mantra in reverse beginning from the last syllable Ya, while touching the parts of the body in the reverse order. These two processes are known as Utpatti Nyasa and Samhar Nyasa respectively. So what should we call it in our current language? Protection, huh? <laughs> Shields. Shields. No, no, no. In our computer language, what should we call it? Antivirus. Huh? Antivirus. Antivirus. Something like that. Firewall. <laughs> Could be a firewall, yes. So they had firewalls during during those times. Think some, think about it. And they just had to uh, say some secret words. Okay, maybe have a password or something like that. Om Namo Narayana. Password. Enter and then you have a kavacha around you. And one should chant the mantra composed of 12 syllables Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Preceding each syllable by the Omkara, one should place the syllable of the mantra on the tip of the fingers, beginning with the index finger on the right hand and concluding with the index finger on the left. The four remaining syllables should be placed on the joints of the thumb. One must then chant the mantra of six syllables. Om Vishnuve Namaha. One should place the syllable Om on the heart, the syllable V on the head of the head, on top of the head, 
the syllable sa between his eyebrows the syllable na on the tuft of his hair the shikha and the syllable wa between his eyes the chap- chanter of the mantra should then place the syllable na and all the joints of the body and meditate on the syllable ma as being a weapon he should therefore he should thus become a perfect personification of the mantra thereafter adding visarga to the syllable final syllable ma he should chant the mantra maha astraya fat in all direction beginning from the east in this way all directions will be bound by the protective armor of the mantra see even in uh, if you go to any other religion as well even in buddhism there is a similar type of a mantra which is a protection shield you know which is given to you which you can say like uh, one of the uh, mantras which uh, starts which i have got initiated into it says om namo bhikanzai bhikanzai you know it is quite a big one so that is a mantra which is basically a protective shield and it is protection from diseases or all kinds of evils that are there all right so it is there and it can be said after finishing this chanting one should think himself qualitatively one with the supreme personality of godhead one who is full of six opulences and worthy to be meditated upon then one should chant the following protective prayer to lord narayana the narayan kavacha the supreme lord who sits on the back of the big bird garuda touching him with the lotus feet holds eight weapons the conch shell disc shield swords club arrow bow and ropes may this supreme personality of god protect me at all times with his eight arms he is powerful because he is fully possesses the eight mystic power powers which is anima lagima garima and so on and so forth may the lord who assumes the body of the great fish protect me in the waters from the fierce animals that are the associates of the demigod varuna by expanding his illusory energy the lord assumed the form of the dwarf vamana may vamana protect me on the land since the gigantic form of the lord vishwarupa conquers the three worlds may he protect me in the sky may lord narsimhadev who appears as the enemy of hiranyakashipu protect me in all directions his loud laughing vibrated in all directions and caused the pregnant wife of the asuras to have miscarriages may the lord be kind enough to t- protect me in difficult places like the forest and the battle fronts i mean there was a, there is an ad for a phone over here where the woman is singing in a very high pitch tone and all the glasses break except the phone so something like that so maybe singing loudly it can create that what is that the supreme pers- indestructible lord is ascertained to the performance of ritualistic sacrifices and is therefore known as agneshwara in his incarnation as a lord bore he kept he raised the planet earth from the water at the bottom of the universe and kept it on his pointed tusks may the lord protect me from rogues on the street may parshurama protect me on the top of the mountains and may the elder brother of bharata lord ramchandra along with his brother lakshmana protect me in foreign countries so you know those who are in foreign countries you have to take the name of lakshmana and ram may lord narayana protect me from unnecessarily following false religious system and falling from my duties due to madness may the lord in his appearance as nara protect me from unnecessary pride may lord dattatreya the master of all mystic power 
protect me from falling while performing the bhakti yoga and may lord kapila the master of all the good qualities protect me from the material bondage of fruitive activities may sanat kumar protect me from lusty desires as i begin some auspicious activity may lord hagrive protect me from being an offender by neglecting to offer respectful obeisance to the supreme lord may devrishi narad protect me from committing offenses in worshiping the deity and may lord kurma the tortoise protect me from falling to the un- unlimited hellish planet may the supreme personality of godhead in his incarnation as dhanvantri relieve me from undesirable eatables and protect me from physical illnesses may lord vishadev who conquered his inner and outer senses protect me from fear pr- produced by the de- duality of heat and cold may yagya protect me from defamation and harm from populace and may lord balram as seshan uh, provide protect me from envious serpents may the personality of god in his incarnation as vyasdev protect me from all kinds of ignorance resulting from the absence of vedic knowledge may lord buddha dev protect me from activities opposed to vedic principles and from laziness and that causes one to madly forget the vedic principles of knowledge and ritualistic action may kalki dev the supreme personality of godhead who appeared as an incarnation to protect religious principles protect me from the dirt of the age of kali may lord keshava protect me with his clubs in the first portion of the day and may govinda who is always engaged in praying his flute protect me in the second portion of the day may lord narayana who is equipped with all the potencies protect me in the third part of the day and may lord vishnu who carries a disc to kill his enemies protect me in the fourth part of the day may lord madhusudan who carries a bow very fearful for the demon protect me during the fifth part of the day in the evening may lord madhava as appearing as brahma vishnu and mahesh protect me in the beginning of the night and may lord rishikesh protect me at the dead of the night in the second and the third part of the night may lord padmanabh alone protect me may the supreme personality of godhead who bears the sri vatsa in his chest protect me after midnight until the sky become pinkish may lord janardan who carries the sword in his hand protect me at the end of the night during the four ghatikas of night may lord damodara protect me in the early morning and may lord vishveshwara protect me during the junction of the day and the night set into motion by the supreme personality of godhead and wandering in all the four directions the disk of the supreme lord has sharp edges as destructive as the fire of devastation at the end of the millennium as a blazing fire burns dry grasses to to grass to ashes with the assistance of the breeze may the sudarshan chakra burn out enemies to ashes o club in the hands of the supreme personality of godhead you produce spark of fire as powerful as thunderbolts and you are extremely dear to the lord i am also his servant therefore kindly help me pound to pieces the evil being known as kusumadas venayakas yakshas rakshasas bhutas and grahas please pulverize them o best of conscience o panchajanya in the hand of the lord you are always filled with the breath of lord krishna therefore you create a fearful sound vibrations that causes trembling in the heart of enemies like rakshasas pramata ghosts prest matas pichas and brahmana ghost with powerful fearful eyes o king of sharp edge sword you engage in the supreme personality of godhead please cut the soldiers of my enemies to pieces please cut them to pieces o shield marked with a 100 billion moon like circles please cover the eyes of the sinful enemies pluck out their sinful eyes 
May the glorification of the transcendental name, form, qualities and paraphernalias of the Supreme Personality of Godhead protect us from the influence of bad planets, meteors, envious human beings, serpents, scorpions and animals like tigers and wolves. May it protect us from the ghosts and the material elements like earth, water, fire, air and it may also protect us from lightning and our past sins. We are always afraid of these hindrances to our auspicious life. Therefore, they may completely be destroyed by the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Lord Garuda, the carrier of Lord Vishnu, is the most worshipable Lord, for he is as powerful as the Supreme Lord himself. He is the personified Vedas and is worshipped by the selected verses. May he protect all us from all dangerous conditions. And may Lord Vishwaksena, the personality of God, also protect us from the dangers by his holy name. May the Supreme Personality of Godhead's holy names, his transcendental form, his carriers and all the weapons decorating him as personal associates protect our intelligence, senses, mind and life air from all dangers. The subtle and the gross cosmic manifestation is material, but nevertheless it is not different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he is ultimately the cause of all causes. Causes are effects are factually one because the cause is present in the effect. Therefore, the absolute truth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead can destroy all the dangers by any of his potent parts. See, so far all these things that you that I was talking about, I am sure, you know, it is. it doesn't sound as if it needs an explanation. <laughs> you will find that for doing something, you have to do something. This line has got a tremendous amount of understanding that you need to have. Every cause has an effect and every effect has a cause embedded in it. So if you do some one thing, it, it always is going to lead to another. So let us say for example, you light the fire, it is going to give off heat. So suppose you take a piece of wood and you light it. Naturally it is going to give you light as well as heat. Both these things will be there. It's embedded in it. It's actually inside that object itself. In the same way, any action is definitely going to go for a reaction. It's like a karma. Anything that you do, whether you like it or not, is anyway a part of your karmic action. There are no two ways about it. So you cannot avoid it and say, okay, I'm not going to do it this way. If I do it this way, there is no karma attached to it. Or if I do it that way, things are not going to happen. There is nothing like an inertness in the nature. Everything has a cause and an effect. So, and the cause and effect is always embedded in Krishna himself. Let us see how it is. Now say for example, you may say that in a normal course of life also. Suppose you say, I don't want to go for a particular, you know, uh, admission for a child. Do you really think you can do that? If the child has to get education, you have to go for the admission, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it so very logical? So what is the cause in that? The cause is you have, the education is a must. And what is the effect you have to put the child in the school? You see the whole point of it. So you cannot say, I will avoid it. You cannot avoid many things. Many a times we love to sit on the fence, you know that. And you think that sitting on the fence things are not going to happen. So suppose you are asked a question. Do you want to eat this or you want to eat that? 
Suppose there are two things, okay? And you will say, no, 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 that's okay, I don't want to have. Don't want to have also has an issue. It is still an action. You may say, I don't want to have. You may think that it is not an action, but it is actually an action. There is an object and you are saying no to it. Don't you think that's an action? It's an inaction and yet there is an action in that. So by saying yes to it, there is an action performed and even in an inaction, there is an action performed. That is the reason why in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, in an inaction also there is an action. So understand this. Just by saying or sitting on the fence, uh, we have this habit of saying, you do what you want. You know, do you want to eat vanilla ice cream or you want to eat strawberry? So you say, you give me whatever you want. So suppose you are given strawberry and your mind is in vanilla. What happens? You are still going to think <laughs> about the other one. Don't you think so? And suppose you, you get, uh, suppose you wanted strawberry and you got strawberry. And then you will say, oh, I should have take, eaten the vanilla. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I want to see the taste of that. Suppose you are given both. At that time you will say, why are you giving so much? Is there any time when you are not in a position to, you know, say no to it or yes to it and action not happening? Action anyway happens and every action has a reaction. This is on one side and on the other side, think about it. Ice cream is cold. So you are going to feel cool about it or no when you eat it. And suppose you don't. Still, your mind is going to think like that. Your mind is inaction. <laughs> there is nothing like an inaction. You are born on this planet Earth. You are a part of the Vishwarup of the Lord itself. Is there any part of your body which says, I don't want to do anything? You are forced to do that action. Whether you like it or not. You know, many a times in our life, now I am just taking a small diversion from our talk. In our life, sometimes there is a there is a very difficult situation that you come across. The situation is, let us say you want to invite your mother-in-law. Uh, there are two, three people who will understand this. <laughs> and uh, the, the wife or the husband comes and says, you know, I want to invite my mother. So the other person says, Okay, so what is the point in telling me? And you think that you have not said anything, okay? <laughs> so the next question comes, that means you don't want her to come. <laughs> See, there was nothing like saying, just, or if you keep quiet, let us say, you keep quiet at that point in time. See, you are not giving any reaction, that means you don't want her to come. No. Either which way, you are getting crushed in the middle. Please understand this, whether you like it or not. That is, say, let us say, this is, this is how it begins with. And you will find that this goes on for nearly an hour or two hours, the whole day or other. And it may continue for a very long time. So you don't like my mother, that is why you don't allow her to come over here. 
at the end of it all you will still come to know that then you will ask the person what have i said when i told you that i don't want a rover here i have not even said anything i said okay that okay was not good <laughs> you are not happy about the whole issue so then what is it so you think about it that what is the best answer that you can give there are no best answers don't you see there are no best answers in this suppose somebody has cooked something for you ah uh, beto 